Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Wow. Hey we there. let that one go for a Little while. Effects of fade that out. Fade. Nice. Nice. Well done. Welcome to How the y'all doing? <clears throat> Very well. It's been a while. Chris, you're not sounding as nasally today. Are you feeling? I am are you fe- so <laughs> no, no, no. appreciative. Thanks for the, the compliment. Re- the reason, no, the reason why I'm saying it is because yesterday yeah. I feel like you were still oh, kind yeah. of feeling it, and today I, you don't seem as much. It's it's every day's a little better. My question is, are you still sleeping on the couch? Um, last night, part of the night I did. Okay. Um, is that like so your head can be up, or are you like snoring? No, because my wife is he a is, light sleeper. He is caring uh-huh. for so his wife. I, if I'm stuffed up or if I'm coughing or any of those type of things, she just won't see. I, I have a short, I have a very short threshold, short fuse. And then as soon as I feel it, I get up and leave because mm. I know it's going to wake her up. Um, yeah. And that's a, yeah. Anyway, <coughs> that's, but it, it, but it works out fine. But it sounds like you're on the tail end of it. I'm not trying to, I think I'm so. also my not back, trying to. My back feels a little better. Okay. I, like, I didn't say anything from the, pulpit or anything but it's funny who knows me well enough to like several people are like you're back okay like you know me like these are people who you don't you're not moving away you're not walking and uh i had the old man walk thing yeah i I try to embrace those things by the way when i when i have the like that where i could literally couldn't bend the lower about third of my back at all in any direction without it being quite painful i was like this is this is probably me in 20 years one way or another so i need to yeah just you just need to learn to Train. take it slow. What use every Is that why step? you were sitting down quite a bit? Yes. Okay. Yep. Dang um, it, I just thought the spirit was moving you. <laughs> to sit down? <laughs> <laughs> this is too overwhelming. I got to sit down. That's right. That's what it was. Um, that that happens too sometimes. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm digressing. I just had uh, personal questions. There you go. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. <coughs> Mercy. Well, John, it's really good to have you back. Hey, thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate it. Just sitting here in my pain. I'll let you know if <laughs> I need to pain. take a pill or something. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah. how did you feel like the record scratch went? <laughs> it was so late in the first service. Yeah, it was late. It was like, oh, come on. Guys. Oh, I, but the I people thought got it, was, it in, oh. the, in the first service, I think. Yeah. I don't know. The suddenness of it in the... Uh, second service definitely, I think, woke some people up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. there was, I think there was the? some people that like. I saw a lady grab, like she uh-huh. was like, "Oh!" Uh-huh. <laughs> in the first service, and so and I laughed. It was good. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then uh, Sarah Beth looking over and being like, "How are you gonna sign this?" <laughs> How, what sign language do you use? Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, the sign language. Like, and it was really funny. And I just looked over, and, and then all of a sudden she's scratching her arm, <laughs> trying to explain to them. Loud noises. Scratch. Wow. George was signing something back, and I was like, I want I want to know that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It would be great if we could know exactly what's being said right now. Wow, I did not think of that. Mm-hmm. That's the... <laughs> Chris just attempted something that wasn't that funny or effective. Just move along. Just move along. <laughs> you don't need to know. Second service, I feel like you got. I mean, there's a decent amount of laughs too. Like, yeah, there was like, definitely. I think that was the quickness moving into the explanation of it, the it, yeah. record. Yes, yeah. and the the fact that the record scratch there wasn't that long. Uh, now do uh, the uh, do the record scratch hit noise. Hit it. Yep. Go. I understand. <laughs> Everybody, that's a that's a it's a fear thing. You got to get, uh, you always run into that risk. Like if, if David's up there, 
don't know if you were, if you know this, but David used to actually periodically comment on my sermon by typing it in, and it would show up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> it was like that was hit and miss. I mean, it was mm-hmm. sometimes like sometimes it was, it was great, and sometimes, sometimes it was like not. And so we kind of finally decided, like, let's just not. <laughs> Because it, it was always distracting, but sometimes yeah. it was perfect. Like, hey, that was a that was great, and uh, so we kind of hesitate. But I, it's like the rim shot. It's yeah. always yeah, exactly. It's always so tough to know. I really want to encourage. I don't want the people on on screen who are doing the screens and stuff to be up there going like, "Don't mess this up." Yeah, don't, he's gonna be so mad. Yeah, because just I'm just not. And and so, but if it turns into this, we're so afraid of doing it wrong that we yeah we're, we're afraid until until he says like, "Now do the thing." It's like, anyway, it's a tough job being up there. It's a tough job. It, w- it would be hard for me. I'd get distracted, you know, Yeah, it'd be hard. It, I think it's a tough job. I, I appreciate the people who take that on. I know. It. Well, for me, Comfy it's chair, warm room, <laughs> yeah. dark space, donuts, just Coffee. down the stairs, <laughs> right. feet, feet massagers. Y'all, that, do, we, do, we, do we budget for new ones next year? New ones? Are you saying we have some right now? I don't know. About it. I'm. It's just a joke. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, I'm not trying. Anyway. Come to the budget Q and A and ask. <laughs> Come to the budget Q and A and ask. Oh yes, please. An hour just for me. That's right. <laughs> when is that happening? By the way, I that's, don't know. that's it's in November. It's in November, right? Um, actually, for I our, can tell you, it is. Our, just our one faithful second. listeners might want to know. That's right. That's true. Sean may want to come. Maybe to the, the only uh, one. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Oh. Sean. Um, How you doing, bud? Hey, come bud. and ask questions about the budget. Uh, November 9th November, and yep. 16th. 9th and wow. 16th. Come on, you beat me. Just Sorry. Like come on, man. <clears throat> um, How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Um, yep. 9th and 16th man. at 5 o'clock. Okay. <coughs> so now this this next week, we yep. you you did the record scratch. And you kind of set the stage for the worthless sons of Eli. Yep. Is that kind of where we're parked for this week? It is. Okay. It is. We're going to go there. And it's so, this this passage is so intriguing in that um, I think it's Alistair Begg who referenced, uh, I didn't know how I want to talk about it, but I think I'm going to steal his way of talking about it, is uh-huh. that you have this very dark, kind of gloomy, like, man, what the heck passage. Mm-hmm. But there's these weird little moments of a ray of sunshine shining through the clouds. And it, it's weird the way the author tells this part of the story is that it's it's like, oh, man, who are these people? And then, oh, Samuel, he's so cool. He's a little rogue. And, oh, look at these horrible people. Like, oh, and Samuel's <laughs> doing, oh, look at, it's just, it's a weird pacing. Um, and a lot of Samuel is like that. I mean, it's it's told sometimes out of order, chronologically. It's it's there's weird juxtapositions, and it's it's hard to know honestly in my mind, it's hard for me to know when that's intentional and when it's not intentional. When is it? I'm trying to tell this in order. I'm trying to make this make sense versus I'm trying to create a tone or a mood or I'm trying to teach a message. I'm actually going to start right off the bat with one of those that just like when I looked up the names, the name meanings for Hopni and Phineas and all that, uh-huh. <clears throat> and and everyone's trying to make them like, it's hard to know what Hebrew this comes from. It may be this, it may be this, or or um, Hopni's a little more, seems a little more clear in the Hebrew than Phineas. And and then a Hebrew, a page by a Hebrew rabbi came up, and, and the Hebrew rabbi is saying, these are Egyptian names, not Hebrew names. I'm like, what the? And, and sure enough, one of the, he doesn't unpack it, but one of the other pastors I look to references this, and and it's a 
it's it's certainly intriguing if they are Egyptian names because the passage connects them to Egypt. Uh, verse 27, there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, thus says the Lord, did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? So going all the way back to uh, Aaron and, and a, you know, is this meant to remind us of Pharaoh? So Pharaoh is the one who said, I do not know the Lord. Like that's where we get that phrase from. I do not know the Lord. And then the sons of Eli are worthless men and they did not know the Lord. And so he, this Hebrew scholar, a rabbi, is connecting all these thoughts, saying, this is telling us Egypt is in the tabernacle. Like that's, I, I don't know if that was intended by the author or not, mm. but man, it is a powerful condemnation of, uh, of these worthless guys right there in the tabernacle. Interesting. And for, in the Hebrew mind, like bringing Babylon into the Passover, bringing Egypt into the tabernacle like this is this is bad news um anyway so i'm just gonna look at that but man that's the kind of thing you could dive into yeah <laughs> i mean again hebrew scripture man you can yeah the the recapitulations and the echoing effects and the melody effects and the story being told yeah. over and over again is really mm. pretty this this story of the god offers a good thing man chooses a bad thing god has to redeem that Man chooses to live in that until mm -hmm. man chooses a bad thing. And it's like, man, that pattern just recapitulates itself over and over mm. again. Paul, do you have anything on I do, that specific? Yeah, I do think, you know, and, and I appreciated the way, um, you know, really you even handled Eli, you know, kind of in the beginning to set this tone yeah. up. Because I think, I'd, I don't know, previous and past, I think you get to Eli's failures as, Seemingly, I always I always address them as they came later. You know, right. this was he was still innocent in the beginning. But no, I think that there's there's an early <clears throat> contrast between Hannah and Eli. Yeah. And then what is interesting um, is how many of these sections, especially through really when you get to chapter four, but now how much of this narrative walks through and is identifying both the good and the bad um, of Hannah's prayer. And so you see these mm. like tones that are mimicking Hannah's prayer. Ooh, I'm totally stealing that. Mm -hmm. And and you and and you're exactly right because we'll do this. We'll now have three sections on Eli's sons sandwiched in between with three sections following Sam. You know about Samuel mm. that'll get us and carry us on to to chapter twelve. And so the there is a notion of this back and forth comparison, um, but it is almost continuing what has already <laughs> been started, which is. Hannah's righteousness, and it and appear appearingly Eli's at least or at best his lack of understanding or handling righteousness. Yeah, um, he's he is not the conduit that, of course, the Lord had um, set up in the, in the institution of the high priest or of the priestly system. Hmm. Inter very interesting. That's yeah. That, that's that's going to be fun to. Because it, it is, it does definitely play out. One of the ways it plays out is that you've got Hopney, Eli, Hopney, and Phineas, who could be learning from what God is doing in Elkanah's family, mm -hmm. and through Hannah, and through Samuel, and mm -hmm. they're not. Yeah. They don't see this reversal of fortunes coming. They're just blissfully. I mean, Eli seems to be realize there's a problem, but he's power, seems powerless to do anything about it. Um. 
And by the way, the law is very clear. He should be having his sons put to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it is a there's there's no question that his sons. Well, are, maybe like yeah, it's no, no, it's okay. it's a they are completely out of line. Okay, and and I can understand why, yeah. as a father, you don't want to you don't want to do that. Yeah, but he seems to see it coming, <clears throat> and eventually, what God is going to say is, "You won't do it, so I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what happens. It's pretty it's pretty there, tragic and awful, but yeah. So, will do you also like when you come a when you're coming at this passage, are you talking specifically about the things that they were doing wrong as well? Like, do you unpack a lot of, do you dwell on that? Do I'm you... trying to decide how deeply to go into, because you, you, could, you could unpack the Levitical right. law, the law from Leviticus and Numbers, and I think even Deuteronomy, yeah. in their Deuteronomy. mistreatment of the sacrifices. <laughs> I mean, for weeks, because there's so much there. And so I want to do more, I think, than most pastors do, the examples I'm uh, that I'm watching and seeing and reading. Um, but I don't want to spend hours, um, which you could do, that that there's very clear offenses going on here. You can easy, you could summarize it very easily. They are very clearly stealing from the people. Mm-hmm. And they are very clearly stealing from God. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the two main messages here is they are going out of their way to abuse and steal from the people, and they're going out of their way to abuse and steal from God. Um, and that's the little section here that you get at the beginning about the sacrifices. Um, mm. <clears throat> and and I think they're told that way for a reason. Like you're supposed to be going, as you read this, going, oh my God. I mean, there's so much of Hebrew Scripture is meant to make you click your tongue. I heard a pastor teach that one time, like, you're supposed to be reading it like a good Jewish mm-hmm. woman going, mm, 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 mm. this is gonna, this is bad. Mm. And that's and and you're supposed to read this first section like that, going, Oh, they're stealing from the people. These awful boys. And then you keep reading, you're like, Oh my gosh. They're wait, they're not letting the fat be cooked off the meat? Like that, it's oh, yeah, this is gonna go real bad. Because this is a direct, the, the fat on the meat is the fragrant aroma for God from the sacrifices. This is his part of the sacrifice. And to take the meat before the fat is cooked off of it is, like, that's his part. You, mm-hmm. know, you just don't do that. And, and they do. And then they even demand it by force. So that even if a righteous Jew doesn't give it to them, they then say, take it, we'll take it by force. And then it's like, wow, so not only are you not being righteous, but now you're forcing by, you're at the, you're at the point of a sword, essentially, forcing the Hebrew people as a whole mm-hmm. to Tried not. It. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess my question... Did you say, tr- oh, yeah, the yeah. fork. The fork, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's why. We asked them, why, why three prongs? Well, three prongs, yeah. Mm. You, you get more meat it's that going way. Into, yeah, it's going yeah. into somebody's meat. <laughs> that's right. Is it going to go in the boiled pot, or is it going to go into you? <laughs> yep. Again, it's terrible. So yes. in, in this time, were there a lot of people performing? Like, would Hophni and Phineas been have been a part of a, a large group of people working at the tabernacle? Or probably. Prob- so we really don't know, but probably. Because like, does that indicate that they weren't being reprimanded by somebody else? Would the person that would need to reprimand them rem- excuse me, reprimand them be right. Eli? Or I think like that's why? one of the better arguments for him as the high priest. <laughs> right, okay. I agree. Is because we get he so was much attention. Yeah, okay. we get so much attention still on him. 
about this is it doesn't okay. it doesn't shift to his sons it still um sets on the father's responsibility and so i think that probably again gives us a better better guess at yep he's he's in the high role here yep <clears throat> he he is clearly held responsible for not acting which is that's going to show up i mean that's not hinted at that is stated unequivocally mm. so his failure to act to take care of his son's misbehavior is is he's he is held responsible for it okay um <coughs> and it changes again there's so many directions to go but it it changes a, a line within the tabernacle either almost immediately Actually, it, it, some people think it has a ripple effect. Like later when there's a change between Abimelech, the family of Abimelech and the family of Zadok, that that's a consequence of this. Certainly, some people even say that the destruction of the temple all the way way down like AD 70 is part, or Jesus taking over. Like there's a lot of stuff woven into this that is partially just, it, it is in, like we always talk about prophecy, there's an immediacy and then there's this, unpacking that continues for generations wow um anyway and it's it's a um there's there's just i, I think once again it's so wild that that and on top of so on top of what they're doing with the sacrifices and, and uh it was interesting also this whole uh this is probably okay for the podcast but the idea that they are you know laying with the women and the serving you know, who are serving at the entrance of the tent, um, where, where you place this, the organization of this sentence either makes it, the women serve at the tent of meeting and, and they're seducing them. Or it may be they're seducing them at the entrance of the tent meeting, the tent of meeting, that literally they may be doing these things in the tabernacle. Um, which is, there's all types of like, the women aren't, I mean, it, the women can't go in, and so this this is a weird little passage that it's hard to know exactly what's going on, except that it's completely out of line. Really wrong. Yeah, completely out of line. Man. So will you get into <coughs> the prophecy against the house of Eli, this one, or do you think you'll just talk about? It? We'll see. Okay. Because it is intriguing that Eli gets a warning. Yeah. He, he, he has a this, chance. He has a chance to respond. And <laughs> as we know with God, one of the, amazing things about Yahweh is, you know, as the old VeggieTales song taught us, he is a God of second chances. Um, I, I believe this is him giving him a warning. Like, just like has ha this has happened several other times in Scripture where a prophet shows up and says, boom, and then the people respond and God relents. Yeah. In this case, we don't, we don't see it. Um, but it is... It's again. It's one of those great mysterious passages that we run into. Why we don't know who this man of God was. Who it literally, verse twenty-seven, and there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, "Thus says the Lord." So, who is this? Who is this man of God? And the, the truth is, who he is is irrelevant. He is he is speaking for God here, and and he's going to call out Eli. to the high priest. I yeah. mean, come on, man. Yeah. Which is fascinating because this is the first time, by the way, God speaks directly through another, and it's it's through another, it's through this man of God. The first time we get quotes around God said in, in this book so far, and it is it, what's un, 
I love that he starts with like, what, what, nothing has, has, have I been unclear? Was there something unclear about what I miss? What you were supposed to be like? I don't, I don't feel like I was unclear. And if I wasn't, wasn't unclear, why do you scorn my sacrifices? Hmm. Um, and it's, he takes us all the way back to Aaron, which is, which is wild. Like this is, this has been right before Aaron, since Aaron. <clears throat> now, Aaron, of course, everybody's messed it up along the way one way or another, but um, then you scorn it and you honor your sons above me. And, you know, I don't know whether whether the passage when it says by fattening yourselves on the choicest part of every offering, if he's if that implies that Eli's doing it too, that Eli's at least partaking of his, the son's wrong activity. I don't think he has to be. But I think, I think there's a good possibility he yeah. is. I think there's a good possibility he is. I yeah. mean, e- even if he doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> or at least it's even if he is still taking the right portion, he's he's tainted. He's fattening himself. Well, or it's tainted by allowing the sons. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. for sure the that's case. That's for sure the case. Mm. It just seems like, you know, with Eli's stature. Right. That there's something going on. Like, that, that comment seems to point to him being inappropriate. Yeah, it's interesting when you in read that, <clears throat> you would think the high priests, the priests would have, they'd kind of be in ketosis a lot because they get, they eat a lot of protein and not much fat. Um, and so the fact that Eli's a, a, a very large, overweight man may indicate, yeah, he's been eating the fat as well. Maybe his sons are bringing it to him. Anyway, so it's. Here's it's it's, it's going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. Where did you guys get this? <laughs> uh, from the market. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was looking up dripping wet. All the <laughs> references because we just kind of sped through them. So either, either how many of these get addressed Sunday, or for all those who are preparing for Sunday. Yeah. Um, looking at uh, the Levitical laws in Leviticus chapter three, mm-hmm. chapter five, chapter seven. <laughs> we have the Deuteronomy eighteen. Also that deals with particular ways of holiness. Um, we have the contrast or the comparison of Eli's sons um, to Korah's behavior in number 16. Um, and then another one, then this one I wasn't familiar with, but we actually run into in Malachi in the end of chapter 1 and the beginning of 2 where we have the priests um polluting the offerings by the way that they treat them and the Lord's rebuke of it. And it's really fascinating because Malachi certainly all through this uh, section is dealing with the Lord of hosts. I mean, he's, he's referencing mm. on behalf of the Lord of hosts. And so I uh, don't know how, how much of a connection, I guess if it would, we would know a for sure connection if the man of God showed up and threw dung on their faces, because apparently that's one of the things that the Lord does in response to these priests priests and uh, Malachi not honoring. Um, and he says, behold, I will rebuke your offering and spread dung on your faces. So, <laughs> uh, And then they say, so that you know that I've sent this command to you that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. But yeah, interesting. It'd be interesting of like how, how many tie-ins, not only to... Uh, that we see the way that it should be done, you know, the law should be um, upheld in the offerings, but then how many times also in parallel passages we have priests messing it up. Oh, yeah. It, you know, what's interesting, this Malachi one, that's fascinating, because the, the Samuel one, 
there's no rebuke at all on the people. <clears throat> there's no implication that they're bringing lesser animals. Mm -hmm. in, in the Malachi, you've got both. The people are bringing lesser animals, and the priests are the sacrificing priests are, them yeah. instead of rejecting them. So blind animals and lame animals, mm -hmm. and they sanctify an animal, but then they don't sacrifice it. They sacrifice a lesser one. And, eat and that so one. it's yeah. yeah. So it's both are being criticized here. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting difference because the Samuel one, there's no even implication that the people are doing something wrong. Yeah, uh, I, I have a question. You know, we've talked about in the past. I don't know if it's on this this podcast specifically, but like how God calls <laughs> His people to live a certain way, and then He he also gives them a resource or an ability like, hey, but when you screw this up, this is how you make it right or something like that. Do is there Are there any laws or anything like that related to, hey, if your priests are doing things wrong, this is what you do or not? And, and just because we have a few stories of the priests being the ones that are... I can't think of anything. You're just, yeah, that's You're just supposed to... <laughs> I just said I didn't you know if, I didn't I just didn't You're know supposed if there to was cut anything. them off from the people. Like that's what Leviticus uh 7 25 that if says. a priest does it wrong, well just for every person who eats of the fat of an animal which a food offering may be made to the Lord shall be cut off from his people. Okay. It's not it's not specific for to the, the priest. priest. It's just but it's just know, yeah, it that's like what you're supposed to, to do. Right. I just didn't know if there was anything specific. I had never heard of any, but right. I hadn't. I hadn't thought about. Hey, the priests are supposed to do it right, but right. when they do when it they wrong, when they do it wrong, here's yeah. what the people yeah. need to do in response. Well, I, I, again, I think. But that makes sense. That's that's been the nature, though, of uh, the the overarching story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get called a priesthood of believers. Now, mm -hmm. um, by, but by Peter, by Peter, yeah. um, but the like you, you step it back, and the fact that like it was, it seemed to be the intention of God to give His law to all of His people, right? Not just Moses to then right. give to His people, um, and they couldn't take it, so they sent Moses. That's like yep. they couldn't they couldn't take being in His presence, so they sent Moses. Um, it he says, is it in Isaiah or one of the other prophets that he wa that he wants? There's going to come a day where he writes his law on the heart of his people, mm -hmm. um, and um, inside of those, like you you see his intention is is for you know it he has chosen a people. It's not just one person. But inside of that, he, it, it is on an individual to obey the law, mm -hmm. um, and and I think that that's not like we point at priests, we point at prophets, mm -hmm. we point at you know these leaders. But I I love I love the fact that the man who a man of God comes up to the high priest and calls him out that he's unnamed because it is very much like this could have been anybody mm -hmm. who witnessed what was happening. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, it probably should have been everybody who witnessed what was happening. And, and maybe they all wanted to. And only one guy had the like, 
We've got to say something, guys, mm. to actually get up and, and do it. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It sure seems like in the way that they described what was happening with, or in the way that it's described what was happening with Eli's sons, that there were at least people who were saying, like uh, in verse 16, and if the man said to him, let them burn the, f- for the fat first and then take as much as you wish, and then Eli's uh, sons would say, no, you must give it to him now, and if not, I will take it by force. There was at least some protest happening to the sons mm-hmm. that this isn't the way that you're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they're getting people are getting threatened inside of that. So I think that there's 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 at least the the hinting hmm. that the people of Israel were like, this is not how it's supposed to happen. And somebody finally got the nerve to go to the high priest and say, Well, and he even said before these reports I have been hearing. Yes. So he had some <clears throat> people, people had been have, coming to him. People have been coming mm-hmm. to him. And yep. somebody finally says, like, no. Yep. This is what God is saying. Mm. Yeah, quote. Quote. <laughs> quote. Yeah, that's always mm. scary. I think I think Jeremiah 31 is what you're referencing, by the Jeremiah. way. The, the new covenant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a it's a tough passage. And as always, we learn as good Bible students not only to identify with the heroes, but to learn to identify with the villains exactly. of the story yeah. and look at our own lives and say, What am I holding back? Where am I cheating the system? Mm. Where am I trying to get around my responsibilities to God? We do have, even though we live in grace, that is, we live with rights and duties, rights and responsibilities that God has given us. And and so that <clears throat> these passages should make us look at our lives and examine it and say, okay, where where do I need to cut yeah. off provision for the flesh? Where do I need to be? What do I need to be sacrificing for? Where do I need to be getting rid of and replacing with something godly? What do I... And and certainly straight up, where am I in? I mean, this passage would be great for where am I in direct rebellion, just because I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a big deal, and that doesn't change. And then even the comfort of the other side, because what is the the son's direct uh, rebellion or flagrancy towards the sacrifice sacrifice system? Is then you have Samuel, the little boy, just yep toddling around ministering, ministering to the lord and it's like yeah how much more how much is that a good picture of our own lives of yep. yeah where are we just flagrantly disobeying <laughs> god and then the times we're getting it right we're, we're big boys setting the table <laughs> exactly and right he chooses to use us we're such big helpers mm-hmm. you gotta love it he loves us be encouraged <laughs>